You're listening to To Trope or Not to Trope, we're your hosts, Kelly, Kristen, and Ray. Welcome to the second episode in our archetype series, where we talk about character archetypes and their roles in stories. As a reminder, archetypes aren't a specific character type, but rather a function that a certain traditional that certain traditional types of characters often fulfill. Put another way, an archetype is more or less what would happen if you took every character that did a specific thing in a story, for this episode, mentor to hero, and then distilled all of those characters down to one basic idea. In our last archetype episode, we talked about the hero, or essentially the main character of a story. So if you want more background on archetypes and their relationship to storytelling and haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend pausing this one, listening to that, and then coming back. Mm -hmm. We'll be referencing some ideas from that episode here as we talk about one of the first character archetypes that the hero often meets on their journey, the mentor. So, the mentor, often called the wise old man or wise old woman, though the character doesn't have to be wise or old, is the character who helps or guides the hero on their journey. A mentor can serve as the hero's conscience, like Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio. They can give the hero gifts, like Cinderella's fairy godmother. They can serve as the hero's motivation, like Gandalf giving Bilbo a kick out the door in The Hobbit. Or, most obviously, they can teach the hero the very important things that the hero needs to know, like Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid or Yoda in Star Wars. Or, of course, the mentor can do all of the above or any combination of the above. Oftentimes, there is more than one mentor in a hero's story, each providing different guidance. Sometimes the role of the mentor can even be filled by a book or ancient scroll, or by the hero remembering advice from a character not present in the story. But for the sake of this podcast, we will be limiting our discussion to real present characters. (laughs) Though, before I go on, I am curious, are there any inanimate objects you guys have seen fill the mentor role well? (laughs) The closest I could think of is the alethiometer in the Golden Compass. Because um, Lyra, like, I'm, Lyra asks it questions and it answers them in symbolic, like, fashion, and mm. she can understand it. And it frequently tells her things that are not, it not necessarily like direct answers to her questions. Like it does, and it mm. doesn't. It it's a little more. Like, it comes off as a little more intuitive and that kind of thing. So, like, sometimes it's, sometimes what it's telling her is bordering on advice, basically, or, Mm. like, guidance toward what she should do. Interesting. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know if it counts as inanimate, either, because, like, supposedly (gasps) it's controlled by, like, dust consciousness, whatever, like, I don't know. Right! It's a magical object. It works. It counts. I I also have one where I'm like, I don't know if this counts or not, but we'll see. Um, So there's a video game called Transistor. And yes, and it's awesome because so the main character, her name is Red and Mm -hmm. she's this amazing singer. And so right before she's about to get stabbed in the chest with a the kind of like name of this entire video game, a transistor sword. Um, her mm-hmm. bodyguard jumps in front of her and like takes the sword for her. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, his consciousness is transferred to the sword. And then she picks up the sword. And as you go along, um, the transistor sword is 
speaking to you and like telling you like, oh, this is how you do this thing. And like, mm-hmm. this is what the city is like. And this is how you avoid these enemies. And it, um, I don't know if that exactly counts because technically the, there's like, I guess the soul of another person within <laughs> that device. But I, it's so fun too, because the internet calls this particular sword, Sword Bay, because he has a very nice voice. Good. Um, But yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. That's fascinating. (laughs) I, the main one I could think of, like, it's kind of a cheap shot on the sake for like, on the side of the story, but in the Princess Diaries, when she finds the letter from her father, like, that it's never bothered me even though it's like kind of a easy way to do mentor uh-huh. advice but uh-huh. i think it worked within the story mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then of course there's also the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy mm. that's oh yeah basically a mentor oh, oh, of <laughs> as course. that story has one <laughs> Ooh, does this mean um Good omens, the nice and accurate prophecies oh. of Agnes Nutter, where yes. like, they tell yeah. her descendants what to do. Yup. <laughs> that is a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the mentor, the person kind, is often either a former hero, like they've already gone through their own trials and have come out the other side, just brimming with advice for a young hero. Or they're on their own sort of hero's journey parallel to the hero. Maybe healing from a past hurt with the help of their spunky young mentee or struggling with their own problems brought about by the plot. Mm -hmm. This archetype is also often accompanied by some sort of trial for the hero. Like, Mm -hmm. the hero won't get the mentor's help until they've passed some sort of test or otherwise Mm -hmm. proven their worth. Like, think Morpheus and the Matrix making Neo choose the red pill or the blue pill. Mm -mm. In most of the stories we'll be talking about, the mentor is a constant present in constant presence in the hero's life, at least for a significant part of the story, providing gifts, knowledge, and a moral compass. Though a mentor who only shows up once or twice, think Glinda the Good Witch or Mufasa's Head in the Clouds, is still very much part of this archetype. Mentors also don't always have to have good advice or gifts. A lot of complex mentor-hero relationships involve flawed characters on both sides, conflicting motivations and tough decisions. Like, it's just a mess all the way through which makes for a fun story <laughs> like real um, relationships <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so before we get into how the mentor appears and functions in different genres i want to ask an overarching question traditionally and certainly in most of the examples i've mentioned the mentor is older than the hero and usually has some sort of like kindly grandparentish look and vibe so when you guys are reading or watching stories, do you trust an old, kindly mentor more than you would a mentor who was, like, say, the hero's peer? I, okay, so not necessarily, although I will say that I usually assume that the older mentor has more experience, so maybe they tend mm-hmm. to have more insight. Um, but as far as trusting that a younger mentor um, knows what they're talking about. I think it depends on what they're teaching. Yeah, so that makes I, sense. yeah. So I think like, I'm going to bring up Disney's Mulan. <laughs> so you have like Shang who has been in, you know, has learned the ways of warfare is teaching. I mean, he's about 
Mulan's age, obviously probably a little bit older, but mm-hmm. he's not that much older. And so mm-hmm. he's teaching her how to fight, how to survive. Mm-hmm. And I trust him to know what he's doing. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I feel like as long as they um, they have the knowledge or like the mastery of something, or as long as they know more about a certain subject as another than the hero, then I think I'm, I'm like, sure, of course. Yeah. They're going to make the hero better. Yeah. Even if they're up here, if they have more information about something that the hero needs, then that kind of puts them in a mentor role. If they're allies, basically. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I feel like for me, like, I don't know if it's just because this is generally how stories go, but if a mentor if someone is like introduced into the plot as a mentor character and doesn't look and act like a traditional mentor, <laughs> like uh-huh. I'm, my, my brain immediately goes, Oh, this is not going to end well. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So like, yeah. I think I get to the point of trusting them quicker if they mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. a grandfatherly vibe, you know, yeah. <laughs> like there are some things where it's like, you can spot, mentor like if they look like your traditional mentor even if they haven't started acting that way yet you're just Uh sort of like maybe that's a mentor character like when what obi-wan shows up for the first time you're just sort of like that's a wise old man is Uh he going to be luke's mentor like (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely easier coding to get there if they look that way yep Oh, okay. So we kind of like started touching on this, but outside of physical descriptions, what are some like mentor must have qualities? Are there any that a mentor that like every mentor has to have? I feel like if they're filling the mentor role, they must be confident in Mm. a certain type of knowledge and explain it in a certain way, whether that be there. And usually it's like through trials or uh, like a roundabout way of explanation so that the character gets it but they're usually able to show the character like even if the character Mm -hmm. rejects them later on i still feel like Mm -hmm. the character has to at least consider whatever it is they're presenting Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that makes sense like those are the two parts it's like one the the mentor character has to have some knowledge or wisdom or whatever that mm-hmm. the, yeah. the hero doesn't and the hero has to be able to learn those things from them mm. like and i don't know beyond that you can kind of have a mentor that looks like anything like i know they're typically like someone who's older because that person has more life experience and whatnot like it naturally situates them in a role to actually have knowledge and wisdom to impart but like you can have any type of character kind of act that way so long as they know things the hero doesn't and Mm -hmm. the hero can learn from them (laughs) yep yeah yeah like you guys were saying it kind of depends on what they have to teach the hero like (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so rather than talking about specific genres as we did with the hero I want to talk about genres in this episode more in terms of like what the story is doing rather than where it's set or like the traditional trappings. Mm. So the first genre I want to talk about is the coming of age story, 
which is where you find a lot of mentors, often as stand-in parents when the actual parents are missing or useless, because of course the young hero needs some guidance as they make the transition from childhood to maturity. Uh, these stories are often young adult literature or teen movies, but of course they don't have to be. And while coming-of-age elements are found in any story featuring teens, I want to focus specifically here on stories that have coming-of-age as the main arc. So what does the archetypal mentor look like in a coming-of-age story? Older person who's mm. adjacent to the hero's life, but usually not like directly related to them. So mm. like usually like an older person that lives down the street or like a coach or like a janitor at the school that they go to, like someone who mm. they come into contact with, but don't have like don't have to interact with on like a personal level usually and it's like then that person somehow like is either interesting to like the young person or they end up in a situation where they have to work together or something and the young person has to learn from that yeah it's almost like they're ushering them into or helping them um into adulthood in some way mm -hmm. or like into themselves i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be a teenager it could be someone who's in college and is still trying to find themselves but mm -hmm. may, i think it yeah i agree it's usually an older person who's the mentor awesome mm -hmm. there's also i think a lot of times you get the like older brother mentor so they're not mm -hmm. like that much older but they have mm -hmm. like the energy of like a sibling who knows more about the world mm -hmm. you know yeah mm -hmm. Um, when I think coming of age story and that's the main arc, the mentor is usually influencing them more on a personal scale rather than on like a like a worldwide scale. So it's it, it's mm -hmm. affecting more of their um, <laughs> not 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 necessarily personality, but maybe like habits or um, the the way that they feel emotionally supported. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. They're like worldview. Yeah. 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 So, like, when and how does this character typically appear in these stories? I mean, toward the beginning, because <laughs> if yes. they're not there when the, the hero needs to learn things, like, how, are the how much are they actually a mentor? <laughs> also, there's usually a point later where, like, the hero has to do something without the mentor or with, like, without direct yep. guidance. They have to do something on their own. So you have to have already <gasps> had the mentor in yeah. order for that to happen. Like... <laughs> And like a lot of times I feel like, okay, so they're introduced early, but usually the character, I think, yeah, usually the character's at a, like a lower point or maybe they don't believe in themselves and they're, the mentor realizes that or like sees potential or whatnot. And <laughs> so then later on in the story, when the mentor is not there and maybe they're experiencing those low points again, they take the lessons that they've learned from the mentor mm -hmm. and they make it their own. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Something that's frequently a key in that is like the point where the student defies the master, like does something oh, that the master tells yeah. them not to do. And that's mm -hmm. like big, important character building moment because it basically means that the hero is not just a clone of their mentor. They're still yeah. their own person making their own decisions, mm -hmm. but they have learned things from their mentor. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised at how many times the mentor in coming-of-age stories like just literally showed up as a teacher like yeah. <laughs> like robin williams and dead poet society will schuster uh -huh. and glee like woody harrelson mm -hmm. at just 17 like they're just literally 
these kids' teachers. Mm-hmm. Kind of a natural place for them to be in that role. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, use what's already handy, I guess. Like, that's the case with, like, so many, like, what, sports movies? It's like the coach is, like, the yep. just It's like, sure, work with what, what's already there in real life. Like, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like another common way to introduce this character is, like, them getting the hero out of some kind of scrape. Mm. Ooh, like, yeah. you know, you have the, like, cool upperclassman who, like, mm-hmm. comes and beats mm-hmm. off the bullies or whatever. You have doc brown and back to the future like helping marty get back to the future like like it's a lot easier for them to be a mentor if the hero has a reason to look up to them or respect Mm -hmm. them because like you don't usually learn from someone that you don't think has something that you want to learn like (laughs) reluctant mentees are such a good story (laughs) yes Oh, mentors are also a good yes. story. <laughs> but yeah, reluctant mentee, that's like what they have to realize that they actually do want to learn things from this person. Like Or have to. Like they have even to. if they don't want to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna learn it, but I'm not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually eventually they do it's great enemies to lovers (laughs) enemies to found family yeah yeah. enemies to anything is a great trope yeah okay so switching gears a little to stories that are less about character and more about plot what does the mentor look like in a quest type story like, it doesn't necessarily have to have the trappings of traditional fantasy or sci-fi quest, but any story in which a hero meets a mentor will on some specific problem-solving mission that takes them out of their comfortable life into danger or adventure. You know, action movies, superhero stories, slasher movies, survival stories, epic fantasy novels, whodunits, <laughs> like, anything where they are specifically solving a problem. So, 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 the first thing that comes to mind is someone who's already a quester themselves in whatever whatever genre you're in like they're a superhero they're like a detective like whoever someone who's already experienced there and they could either be like currently doing it or they could be someone who's retired yep like, and that sounds like the most obvious i mean i, I don't know yeah. that's very direct isn't it like I, that mm-hmm. print the right answer like the yeah. main the hero needs to do a thing. Hey, they're gonna learn from someone who has done the thing. <laughs> also, also bonus points if they're jaded with life. Yes, <laughs> they're like wisecracking and story. seemingly unhelpful. You know. <laughs> yes. Like maybe he has or she has a problem with alcohol, or maybe like yes. they don't have the huh. bet. They don't really want to teach the student and so eventually the student convinces them like that's oh, <laughs> chef's kiss <laughs> yes I, quest mentors are also often the inciting incident mm, like yeah. they show up in the hero's life and then the hero has to do, do things yeah and and it's interesting too because not only are they affecting the hero in a personal way they're also teaching the hero ways in which to like save the world or you know mm-hmm. make sure they don't die <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, save the world in these stories like how 
what are acceptable reasons that the mentor is not the one saving the world and it has to be the hero? (gasps) Yeah. Like, aside from chosen one, chosen one is the obvious answer. Yeah, that is the obvious. There's, okay, so there's some reason that the mentor can't do it. Some of that, Mm -hmm. okay, so in, um, like maybe sports stories or like dancer stories or things like that, like the mentor can't do it because they physically can't anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're injured, they have old injuries, like, they just physically can't do it anymore. Or, like, in some kind of fantasy, I feel like you also get, they're not as strong as the mm-hmm. other characters, like, they don't have as much magic. Mm. Right, or maybe they lost their magic. Or maybe mm-hmm. they have different magic, like, right. uh, their mentee has, like, the magic that they need to accomplish the thing, but the mentor, like can't Mm -hmm. do that particular thing (laughs) right yeah that's a that's the tricky thing with mentors there has to be a balance they can't be too powerful but they have to be powerful enough or at least have knowledge of maybe being that powerful or the power itself oh yes Mm -hmm. there's also the successor like the mentor knows that they're getting older and they (gasps) won't be around all the time so they need someone who can do what they can do uh-huh. Yeah, no, no. He's, he's kind of dark and bad. <laughs> because usually they end up dying and then uh-huh. passing on their power to the, oh. the mentee. And then the student <laughs> is just like, why did you do this to me? Oh, like the mentor <laughs> takes it halfway and then the student has to finish it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that one's tricky because you, you do need a legitimate reason that the mentor mm. can't do something uh-huh. i've seen so many stories do that yeah so many stories where it's just like oh there's this very specific thing and you're like i don't believe that yeah it has to be you why 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 does it have to be you uh-huh. <laughs> the story calls for it yeah if the plot needed it yeah Okay, so one place where the mentor shows up in a variety of like non-traditional looks is romance. <laughs> what what does a mentor in romance stories look like? I can think of two different angles here. Like one mm-hmm. being like we've been talking about where like it's just another person who's more experienced. So like more experienced mm-hmm. in relationships, you like has been in like romantic relationships, whatever. They might be like, they also don't seem to have to be that much of a character like they can have like a bit part like at the main character's dark night of the soul or whatever that like encourages them but the other what do you guys think of like if the love interest themselves is also (gasps) a kind of mentor like yeah i was i have mixed feelings Like you don't you don't want to fall someone to fall for their dance instructor like Kristen like actually no I don't mind that like I honestly don't even mind teacher student relationships like even though I know it's like hella frowned upon like those stories are interesting to me it's more like when the protagonist is really dumb and naive and their love interest just knows yeah. everything about the world and then they're like it's a power imbalance uh, like and it's like that too much. Yeah, like structural power power imbalances don't bother me, but like mm. mental power imbalances bother me. <laughs> I yeah, oh yeah, that rubs me the wrong way. Like I um <laughs> I would rather have maybe like the best friend meant to, like mm-hmm. okay, there's so there are multiple ways you can take this. Either like the best friend is um 
the mentor and is guiding the character and they eventually get together like he or she mm-hmm. or whoever is yeah. just kind of like this is how you you know fall in love or this is how you like get a guy in 10 days or whatnot and then and then really they end up falling I, I love that and they're rarely I don't think there's usually a power imbalance with that oh what what like what about like I I assumed like basically like romance so like the mere main character your hero is like the girl falling in love with the guy but what about like your manic pixie dream girl like oh, she could be no. your mentor for your oh family. no no she's showing him how to be happy again yikes <laughs> no no thank no. you <laughs> rejected shot down anyway i'm sorry go on that is, that is oh, the no. way you can go yeah <laughs> but no but yeah like the on, the other type of way you can take this is um like the confident best friend type mm. where they're not romantically involved they're just kind of well that has to be handled carefully mm. because i feel like the rom-coms that i've seen where there's like a sassy best friend or like a confident mm. best friend they're just used as a tool mm. um and i have mixed feelings about that Ugh. yeah i'm kind of okay with that one like it is a character type that is expected in rom-coms yeah. and yeah. as long as they have a few good one-liners like i don't mm-hmm. really care that they're not a character that, that's why i'm like on the fence because i'm like i understand i've seen this so many times but then i just want more i also want more of like positive female friendships mm, presented yes. in media agreed <laughs> yeah on that note the interesting thing about romance is that the like best friend mentor type person or even the like older woman next door neighbor mentor you know mm-hmm. they don't show mm-hmm. up often like it's mm-hmm. usually two scenes in a movie like uh-huh. maybe yeah that's it yeah <laughs> which which works because like having them anymore in the movie would yeah. make it less about the romance uh-huh. right be, like, i don't know i would seem i'd have I don't know what that would look like done well, like if they were super involved in each other's lives. Like you're right, yeah. it would be more about that relationship. And like, I don't know, but if it's like only about the romance, it's like that seems like that would get overbearing, like mm-hmm. yeah. really quickly. Like you want to pass the Bechdel test, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay, question. So there are like two things main characters are mentored about in romance movies like they're either mentored about themselves and how to like see the world and live life mm-hmm. or they're mentored about relationships which mm-hmm. is where you often get more often get like the lover as mentor or the like sex crazed mm-hmm. best friend you know <laughs> like which is better for you guys or does it just depend probably just depend i think the the one that's more about relationships is a little more can be a little more fun and spicy basically mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it would depend on if it was a uh, comedy or something that's more serious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because if it's a comedy i'd lean more towards like the relationship advice so there's mm-hmm. a bunch of errors that would be made and it would be <laughs> fun and exciting um but if it's more serious then yeah i'd i'd want more of like advice about yourself and like loving who you are before loving someone else 
makes sense kind of thing i feel like it's best when it's both combined into one but i don't see that very often yeah so kelly since you mentioned comedy like how (sighs) how do comedic comedic mentors show up what do they look like oh yeah so um usually (laughs) they're obnoxious to me (laughs) (laughs) because like they tend to at least at least um from what I can remember, cause I haven't watched a bunch of like funny, like rom-coms lately, but I just recall they're usually obnoxious or they're about influence or they give terrible advice. And so I'm um, kind of incompetent, <laughs> incompetent. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, just go away so that she can be alone with this guy and figure it out on herself. Cause like, you're not helping. It's fun, but I don't know. I get annoyed sometimes. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm- I like it better when it's not like, it's not like the show is a comedy, but it's more like this per like, it's like reluctant mentor and they're bad at it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they're trying. Like, I don't, I'm thinking of like, obviously Stranger Things is not a comedy, but they do have like comic relief in there. So I'm thinking Steve Harrington has all of his 11 year olds and he's kind of a mentor figure because like they look up to him. He's older than them. And like Steve just, he's doing his best, but like he's given bad dating advice and like he frequently knows less about what's going on than the 11 year olds do. But I love when they realize that, like in the, Mm the most recent season, like Dustin keeps pointing out the flaws in Steve's <laughs> logic and Steve is like wait no <laughs> you're supposed to listen to me <laughs> yes I so one of my favorite mentors is Zach Efron in liberal arts yeah like it's just he's so silly but he's got like the, like the random wisdom because why not and I think that is the best way to do a comedic mentor just this like <laughs> random ass dude in a silly hat giving weird advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has some he has some manic pixie energy. He Just does saying. in the best way. In the good way. <laughs> you know there's no other purpose to that character. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Yes. I also enjoy the comedic mentors who are like they're, they're not incompetent, they're super competent, but, like, the mm-hmm. advice they're giving is just south of what would be good advice. <laughs> you know, like, have you guys seen Crazy Stupid Love? Uh, mm-hmm. A while ago, yeah. I, a long time. <laughs> so, like, Ryan Gosling's character teaches Steve Carell's character how to, like, <gasps> be a womanizing player, basically. And, like, it's all good advice for that goal, but, like, obviously he realizes he doesn't want to be a womanizing player. And so that's kind of the arc and that I enjoy that kind of mentor plot. This person's good at it and knows what works for them, but that doesn't mean that it works for their mentee. (laughs) Okay. So mentors that show up to solve one problem are one thing, but sometimes characters need mentors over a series of multiple problems or in a multi-book or multi-season arc. So what differences might there be in a mentor in a long-running television show or book series from, like, one in a movie or a standalone book or even, like, a single-story trilogy? Oh, okay, so, like, in a long series, I find that what's fascinating is there's more t- room to show how a mentor might fail a hero. Mm-hmm. 
And then also how their relationship might change as they go through mm-hmm. the longer adventure or through that time frame. That makes sense. <laughs> I think something also that's kind of maybe more required if you have something long running is you have to have a really clear reason why the mentor is in the hero's life. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, why is this person hanging around? Like, why are these people around each other? You can kind of get away with that in, like, a standalone if these are just people that just happen to be near each other. And, like, you get, like, Mm -hmm. the one-off scenes where it's, like, this random old person drops some wisdom and it happens to be the thing that this person needed to hear right now. Like, you can get away Mm -hmm. with that as a one-off, but, like, in a long-running series, if you're going to have, like, a long-running mentor character, it's sort of, like... Oh, okay. Like the ment, there's the mentor, and they have an apprentice, or like they're both mm. on a mission to save the world, and they both need to be there and do that. Like, mm-hmm. see, I kind of disagree. Like, I kind of think Ooh. it's the opposite. Like, Ooh. I definitely like you need the relationship if you're gonna have like a very if you're gonna have a mentor main he- main character. Mm. But like. I think you can get away in a long series more with just this random idiot who shows up and dispenses <laughs> advice and goes away because you can't really get away with unnecessary characters in books or in like movies mm-hmm. where it's like one cohesive story. But if you have something mm-hmm. like a sitcom and you just have this random old guy in a park, I'm thinking new girl, <laughs> like you have a random old guy in a park who shows up once every like 20 episodes Okay, but that kind of works because he's, like, in a stable, like, location, I guess. Like. What do you mean? No, 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 never mind. Um, shoot, (laughs) shoot, hang on. I'm trying to think because that seems like a different type of thing than the thing. Like, you're right, and you're describing something that I didn't think of, Ah. basically. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what the focus of the story is and if they're, like, like, long-running shows, like, what they're more like the they have to be entertaining so they frequently have more of like quirky characters that you can get to know over a long period of time yeah mm-hmm. or or the student the hero has to like they're learning something complex so like you have buffy the vampire slayer and you have giles who is acting mm-hmm. as her mentor who's like guiding mm-hmm. her through being a slayer and then you also have like in the witcher books and mm-hmm. video games and whatnot show all the things um, yeah. you have, you also have like a mentor relationship there and it's because, mm-hmm. um, Siri eventually becomes a witcher. Sorry, spoiler yeah. alert. And so <laughs> like, but that's a very complex, very like, mm-hmm. um, kind of taxing long running kind of thing that they would have to learn. Yeah. That's the type that of relationship sense. I was thinking of when you posed the question. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. tracks. So yeah, really you have to decide if your mentor is going to be a main character or a side character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like it's, har- I think it's harder to get away with side character mentors in like single stories yeah. with the exception of course of romance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oh, what would you call in a fantasy story? You have a mentor and then they die like 10% in. Ooh, early, early dying like, mentor. Yeah, like they teach them just enough and then they're like, peace, I'm out. Is this, is this kind of like the thing that we, like one of the ways that that could go is, um, we mentioned, Kristen mentioned earlier that like it, they could still function as a mentor if we see like 
the main character remembering things that their mentor mm-hmm. taught them throughout the story, even though they died pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that could also function in the, like, inheritance aspect, like, because if they die really early, they've probably passed something on, like, some mm-hmm. physical object onto their mentee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a magical orb or, like, a tome, an, an yeah. ancient tome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or like the, the magic sword. Yeah. <laughs> and I leave you my diary. On Wednesday, I ate a sandwich. <laughs> no. Little did you know that's going to be a key to the plot. going to matter later. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, though mentors are usually associated with wisdom and generosity and good advice, they are sometimes very much not those things either being a bad influence from the beginning or revealing a betrayal later in the story. Mm. Like these are common in like, I think crime stories and hero or villain origin stories, sometimes, sometimes coming of age or quest stories, but like Mm. how is a mentor in a dark story different than a typical mentor? So, so, okay. This can be taken in different ways. I think so like if you're describing like a dark mentor in like a darker kind of story so you have a villain a villain wow a villain basically teaching a hero something um that that's interesting and and there's a lot to work with there because maybe um that mentor is super charismatic and um, or gains the hero's trust early on, or maybe the hero is naive. And so like eventually the hero learns, Oh, all of this knowledge that my mentor gave me, my mentor Mm -hmm. is actually an awful person. Mm -hmm. um, And can I actually use this knowledge versus, so there's like that side of Mm -hmm. what that could mean. And then there's also like, are we talking about, a darker story. So is the main character going to have a descending arc and Mm -hmm. is the mentor going to fail? And so basically Mm -hmm. like, whether that be because, I mean, it could be a combination of the character chose something um, else other than like the mentor's truth or the mentor maybe messed up, like still had good intentions and still had that truth that they wanted to pass on to their student. But Mm -hmm. The student is just like, oh, but you did this one thing wrong, so I should try something else. Yeah, I think one thing, one thing you have to play with in this is like how much the audience knows versus how much the hero knows. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily need to go into that if you just have a traditional mentor character. Hmm. But if they're hmm. like dispensing bad advice, you have to decide like, does the audience know that this is bad advice? In which case you have to like put in something that is very clearly bad so that the audience can pick up on that. Well, what do you mean by um, like, how would you show that being bad advice? Like, can the audience tell if the mentor is a bad mentor or not? <laughs> the, the very obvious ridiculous example would be like, <laughs> The mentor gives the hero advice. You don't know if it's good or bad. The hero, you think it's good because it's a mentor and a hero. The hero walks away. The mentor kicks a puppy. And then you're like, oh, (laughs) okay. All right. (laughs) Like something like that. Rather than like 
maybe um, if you didn't have that, the audience would then be confused about mm-hmm. whether or not. Okay. Yeah. Which like mm-hmm. you can go on to play with like betrayal later, but mm-hmm. your audience is going <laughs> to think that they're dispensing good mm-hmm. advice as long as it sounds like good advice. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're playing with audience expectations. Sometimes it's like just later revealed that the mentor was a bad guy all along, like betrayal, <laughs> like the, the first um, Batman movie with Ra's al Ghul like mm-hmm. taught, Bat- taught Batman how to fight and all that but then you find out later hey he's still alive and he's a villain <laughs> like <laughs> um I find those interesting like the sort of like the morally gray area of mentors because mm. the hero did learn real things from them mm-hmm. like they they learned skills and maybe they even learned like some like philosophical like ideas about how to live life they disagree with their mentor and their mentor is still like you know a bad person maybe betrays them and all that but that doesn't negate that the heroes still learn things from them and i just that feels that's an emotionally interesting place to be like yeah how much can you trust and like what do you think like how how to think by on your own (laughs) oh it's especially bad when that dark character is like a father figure or like some kind Mm -hmm. of parental figure and so you have the hero just like oh you know i found solace in in you and your presence and your Mm -hmm. teachings and like now Mm -hmm. you've betrayed me or you've like you're doing something awful and i must Mm -hmm. wrestle with the fact that it can't be what it was Mm -hmm. yes how do you guys feel about mentors like v from v from vendetta v for vendetta Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's a hella dark story. And, uh-huh. like, he puts her through, like, psychological torture, real torture. Like, uh-huh. it's, uh-huh. uh-huh. That one is, <laughs> that is a very emotionally interesting space. Because, like, yeah. in the terms of, in terms of intentions, like, he's intending to be a good mentor. But, like, obviously we're like, that's a lot. Like, oh, yeah. literally tortured her like but it and it ultimately works uh-huh. like which is like that would be real bad if it didn't work <laughs> oh. it, is it because the main character is at a certain point invested in like believes in the mentor is that mm. does that help it then maybe i think i mean part of what still endears me to like the character of v in that story is he himself is also so torn up about what he did to her like yeah because like yeah i mean if he was just this cold calculating person like now you're free like i like you know put you through this and now you're good to go like it would be like oh my god you're an asshole but like (laughs) but you know he was he was he felt very conflicted about that That does help. Yeah. So often if there is a dark mentor, there's also a light mentor, like the angel and the demon on the hero's shoulders. Or, you know, there might be two good mentors with different teaching styles or codes mm-hmm. of ethics, which, Kelly, you need to watch Cobra Kai. Like, it's just... <laughs> you need it's to. on my list. Um, <laughs> so, like, how are multiple mentors balanced in any story? More specifically, what kind of writing advice could you give to people who are trying to balance multiple mentors? I mean, okay. you kind of touched on, like, they're teaching different things. 
So mm-hmm. like that's one way to do it. Like is just they're in different domains of this person's life. Or that they makes have sense. different philosophies. Like <laughs> and and also like kind of um uh taking that and talking about writing advice. So like a character usually has an outer goal. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that they are striving for and um and then they also have like an inner kind of goal or inner journey where like that's the ultimate end of where they're going to end up and so you could have multiple mentors and maybe one of them is good for that kind of that goal that the character thinks they want Hmm. and so their perspective is more aligned with that and then you could also have another mentor that is more like the internal struggle, internal journey. Um, and so like the hero is trying to decide which one to go with. And of course what typically happens is they go with the outward journey one mm-hmm. and they switch part way through. But um, yeah, you could do something like that. That makes sense. You can also get like some strong love triangle energy going on. <laughs> like or basically oh they just have to decide between these two. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Who's right? Who will you follow? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What does my heart think? <laughs> the Goblin King or the Fairy King? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, both. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that what Feyre faces? Oh my she God. has a love triangle and two mentors. Oh no. Oh, no. oh that's horrible. <laughs> oh no. Vera has too many mentors. That is true. <laughs> I, like you no, need like, them. No, she doesn't. But there are <laughs> like so many. <laughs> you need that many mentors when you don't have a personality. <laughs> you can say the same about Bella. Bella Swan. Like <laughs> she also has many mentors because she has no personality, and you need to fill the gaps. So is that how you do the fifteen mentors thing? Like, is that how you have 15 mentors? And- <laughs> yes. Successfully, yes. Make your protagonist not have a personality. At least not a strong one. I'm thinking more along the lines of, okay, the, like, if you want to actually juggle 15 mentors, the easiest <laughs> setting for that is, like, someone is attending a school. Like, yeah. oh, you yes. have all the different teachers and all their different personalities. And, like, 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 this is, like, Harry Potter or this is, like, you know, any story that features a school with a bunch of teachers like (laughs) like and some are more important than others that's definitely true um yeah you want to be careful about them being redundant basically so like there's the like they they basically have to be different people different characters or whatever the Mm -hmm. the hero is learning different things from them these can be like conflicting philosophies because then they have to like sort out what thing like they actually think as the hero um Mm -hmm. and these can also just be like things in different domains like we were saying it's like this person like lupin's gonna teach you how to do like your patronus charm over here but like like i don't know what else goes on dumbledore is like being cryptic Mm. but also kind of guiding you on like your big journey like I'm just imagining like the story of this confused child who goes to this school and there are 15 different teachers who are, oh, who are like, oh yes. And like, 
this is the right way. And this child like tries it and fails. And then another one's like, no, it's this way. And the child <laughs> tries it and it just keeps happening. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> I, another way you can do that is like, if you have something longer and you can go year by year, like oh. event by event, like Harry Potter mm-hmm. did that well too. So yeah. like yeah. one year there is one main mentor and then the next year there's a different main mentor and you just learn a different thing every time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. To progress through your life, through your Bildungsdramen here of becoming like the the ultimate hero, a full grown adult saving the world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel it's really easy to not do that well, though, also. Like, yeah. you have to be careful. Basically, if you're going to have multiple mentors, the story is going to be about the mentors. <laughs> or it has yeah. to be a long series. Yeah, the easiest way for yeah. you to juggle mentors is your hero character doesn't have that much of a personality. So you can just focus on the mentors and what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Like, even in Harry Potter, like, you can kind of consider ron and hermione mentors to him Mm. in a sense and so like harry doesn't know much doesn't do much doesn't like he's just kind of a blank slate for all of these people to start (laughs) knowledge at the thing that they gave him is he's good at flying a broomstick like (laughs) that is the one thing that this child is good at yeah All right, audience, how many mentors are actually in Harry Potter? Oh, my God. Oh, that would be a fun game. Wow. (laughs) Every character is a mentor in that series. (laughs) Not Draco. Draco's not a mentor. Oh, we don't learn. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's true. Draco doesn't really teach us things. You can learn things from experiences, but he's not like teaching Harry anything. No, not in the action. Though Snape does become a mentor because he's learning occlumency from him, even though it's like really awful. Like, it's just awful. Like, Snape is a bad teacher and he hates Harry. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. also a bad person. uh, Yep, but he does learn things from him. Mm -hmm. So that's that's still a mentor, I guess. Like, learn things that Snape taught him. One last question, oh, because and only because Ray is making me ask this. Can you subvert the mentor archetype? Obviously, my answer is no. <laughs> what is it basically? Because if you make them too not mentory, then they're not a mentor anymore. Like basically, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like the idea of subverting any trope, but especially when you get to like these meta tropes and archetypes like mm-hmm. if you subvert it it's not that trope yeah <laughs> i suppose if you're being like really strict and saying like mentor archetype like the the og like mentor archetype it's like this is an old person with life experience mm. or whatever and you quote subvert them by like changing attributes like make them younger or like do things like that it's like you could call that subverting like, even though in this podcast, we still define that as like, well, that's still a mentor. They're still filling the role of the mentor. They're still doing mm-hmm. that, even if they don't fit, like, the the very typical portrayals. Yeah. Thinking as well, like, I don't think you can subvert the archetype, but if you wanted to, 
yeah, you could have, like, you could look at specific mentors, like in mm -hmm. genre, let's say, and then subvert it through that. So, like, wise mm -hmm. old mentor who is mm -hmm. going to die before the main character needs them, like, maybe they don't mm -hmm. have to die. Maybe they're incapacitated in, incapacitated in, like, some other way mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, something else so that there's just so many mentors who die in fantasy that I'm just uh -huh. <laughs> tired. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know why that happens, but I also see, like, that why that's emotionally exhausting yes i think i think okay around the concept of sub subverting something is like subverting a trope subverting a art an archetype is like even though we just talked about how you can't exactly do that i think it's useful to mm -hmm. think about basically how to do a trope or a type in less conventional ways frequently yeah. what mm -hmm. you find is like though it works that way for a reason so like there are like changes that you can make but there are other things mm -hmm. that you can't and we've talked about a bunch of them because it's like well someone can still function as a mentor even if they're younger or even if they like aren't like like even if they are basically bad at being a mentor <laughs> like <laughs> yeah but they can't function as a mentor if they are both incompetent and not confident like mm -hmm. you have to have at least one of those. Yep. <laughs> they have to know something. They have to be able to do something. <laughs> they have to know something or think they know something. Like yeah, you, can, exactly. you can pull off think you know something, but if they yeah. don't think they know anything and they don't actually know anything, then they're just not a mentor. I would maybe disagree with that because oh. I think one of the when one of the ways that a mentor is defined is by having a mentee. So you could have a hero that decides they look up to whatever person and tries to be like them. Even if that person what? is not confident or competent, they might still fall into a kind of mentor role because your hero put them there being a mentee. They wouldn't do anything about it. I think the mentor would have to act in some way. And so, mm -hmm. like, they in the situation described they might eventually like reluctantly start giving advice but then they would still think they knew something at that point mm -hmm. so there's confidence there basically there's some amount of confidence yeah there. yeah to some degree yeah if you just have a character like say your hero latches on to someone and the character's just like oh no i don't know anything you won't learn anything from me oh no i won't <laughs> i don't know anything you won't learn anything from me that's just like a useless character it's not a mentor <laughs> well Kristen just rejected socrates socrates <laughs> with i know nothing so <laughs> yeah but he said that confidently yeah he did. <laughs> i confidently know nothing <laughs> i will oh. say the one I don't know if I'd call this a subversion necessarily, but the one thing I could kind of think of is if you have a mentor character who eventually betrays the hero. Mm -mm. Mm. So like, the question becomes like, were they a real mentor? Yeah, it's like they still <laughs> serve the function of the mentor, so they're still technically a mentor, but like they're also a plot twist. <laughs> Like, they don't serve all of the role of the mentor, because, like, yeah. what we were talking about, where it's, like, what how this is typically defined is, like, they're a good guy, basically. <laughs> so if you make them a bad guy, that is a difference from your typical mentor character. Yeah. 
But, but at the same time, they still gave the student, the hero, knowledge. And you can't uh-huh. really take that away mm-hmm. unless they have some yeah. magical device that does that. <laughs> oh. That would be <laughs> another a frustrating story. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate that story with everything in me. <laughs> if you reject me, you also reject all of the teaching, like everything that you learned from me. If you stop following me, you will lose everything that you have gained thus far. Oh god. Oh my gosh. No, no. thank you. No, don't write that. No one write no. that ever. No one. <laughs> Kristen, I'll give you will come to your door and be like, no. I know. If this if this podcast ever gets like really popular, there's gonna be a bunch of books that are just written to piss me off. <laughs> Good. <laughs> An entire genre. It'll we'll, we'll end up with like a list on Goodreads that are just books yes. that were written to vex Kristen. <laughs> Please. That would be fantastic. <laughs> okay, so final words of advice. Is there any ways to write the mentor character well or ways to not write it well that we have not mentioned yet so okay we kind of okay so the mentor usually has i mean i guess i'm thinking more fantasy but like the mentor sometimes keeps secrets or like withholds information Mm -hmm. from the student but sometimes it's not for a good reason so if you're writing a mentor character please Please, like, think about the reason for why they would withhold the information. Like, what mm. purpose would it serve mm-hmm. them? Because yes. there have been too many times <laughs> where I'm just like, well, why didn't they just tell the student? I mean, sometimes it's like the student has to understand this mm-hmm. on their, like, that's fine. But it's more yeah. of like, oh, like, the world is in dire plot need. information that you didn't <laughs> uh-huh. share. <laughs> right. Please, yes. <laughs> yeah, in that vein the pacing of how and when they reveal information is also very important. Like I just recently read a book where for probably about two thirds of it, like all of the mentor characters were basically like, Oh, I can't explain this yet because you won't understand it. And it got very tiresome and very annoying because I'm like, well, I don't understand either. And I would like to, (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, nothing else happened in the story, really. So it's just this character, like, going through her life, not understanding things. And I'm like, let's Great. let's move on. <laughs> I think, okay, you can't have a mentor if they don't have a mentee. The entire mm. fun- function of this role is in relationship to the hero. So you kind of have to design these things to complement each year- each other. Yes. Your hero is your hero is your main character. So like even if you had like a hero that's like acting as a mentor to someone else, like that's not the thing that we're talking about like right this second. Mm-hmm. So like the mentor to your hero has to ultimately serve your hero's arc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like so I don't know. I see things sometimes where like someone likes the idea of a mentor character so they throw in a character that like has those trappings like they're a bit older and like like fatherly figure like kind of thing like that and they don't have any other function in the story Mm. like they don't seem to Mm. teach the main character anything the main character doesn't seem to learn much of anything in there they just wanted that like 
relationship in there sometimes mm-hmm. so they can kill them off later so to of make you try and feel things <laughs> like, and it's like that's not that's not much of a mentor that's like like just token mentor like yeah yeah i think my main advice is just don't be afraid to be tropey here <laughs> because there is a reason like the traditional mentor character works and so if you write a reluctant father figure who sounds just like every reluctant father figure that's ever been written, that's okay, because it's still going to be a good reluctant father figure. Like if you have the old wizard who helps the young whippersnapper magic person on their quest, that is going to work because, it, and it's not going to be, like, it's not going to come across as too tropey unless you stack other tropes on top, other tired tropes on top of that. Yeah. I'll, I'll still probably cry right <laughs> at some like, point <laughs> if you have an interesting story like making this character kind of tropey is not the wrong answer you know like i basically think we don't mind tropes as long as they are working like yeah if all this is working together it's fine you're like the trope makes sense it fits like makes sense <laughs> for a reason yeah <laughs> I mean, I think there are some tropes out there that are, like, more tired and, like, mm. you if you go the traditional route, like, people are just going to roll their eyes and skip it. But mm-hmm. here, like, if you go, if you hit every traditional aspect of a mentor character, people will go, yep, that's a mentor character. I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes sense to know something about what is the new or different thing that you're trying to do. And then you can use basically known tropes because people will recognize them and it'll be an easy way to communicate what's going on yes like Mm -hmm. so if those fall into tropes that's fine so long as you have it makes sense and like you have other engaging things going on basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) because yeah if you just like remake the karate kid like it's not you, you didn't do much of anything new like (laughs) some remakes are unnecessary (laughs) like strict remakes yes but if you like do the basic story of the karate kid Mm -hmm. which is underdog enters a fight with a mentor character that has been done over and over and over and people like every version of it yeah (laughs) and that's good (laughs) like yes (laughs) yeah this is well this while the mentor can be the place to innovate and be interesting and new and creative, it <laughs> doesn't have to be be interesting mm-hmm. elsewhere and just do do good mentors. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our episode. So listeners, what do you think? Are any mentor types better or more interesting than others? Email us at trope or not to trope at gmail.com and let us know. We'll be back in two weeks with another trope and back in a month with another archetype. Thanks for listening to To Trope or Not Trope and happy writing.